Hey, this is Michael and Elisa Fritsch, ready for another episode of Dream Stories. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> How did you like coming in with the music that time? It was fun. It is fun, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's awesome. You're a one-man band, Michael French. I don't know about that. You're doing the board. You're doing the recording. I make noises by pressing buttons. You do, and you do so good at that. It's fun. Yeah. Okay. So what are we going to talk about about dreams this week? Well, first, I have other things I want to talk about. Oh, other things. Yes, like last week was should have been a celebration when we finished because that was like our, what do you call a half-year celebration? Like 26, 26 weeks? Yeah, it was 20. I think it was episode 26 last week. Oh, wow. So we'll celebrate I this think. week because we're starting the second half. Yes. Yay. Do you have anything? Do, uh, let's see. I can, uh, let's see. Here. <laughs> It, it just doesn't have the same effect when you have to go, oh, oh, let me see. Let me, what do I have? <laughs> oh, man. I was thinking, you know, we talked last week about um, soulless dreams. And what do you do with a soul dream? And I was thinking this week, you know, what could we talk about? And a lot of things crossed my mind, uh, one of which was... Um, Dreams, sometimes, you know, people say they don't dream. You know, even you have said, you know, I don't dream very much. And we know that's probably not true. It's just what do we recollect. But I I was recalling um, a session that you had been in on. Uh, You were teaching a, a dream class. And one of the people attending the class said they don't dream. And you began to explore the idea of why didn't they dream anymore. And there was like a trauma they had had a lot of nightmares. And but. so they, they you can probably expound on this more. Do you remember talking to that person that was in your dream class? And then you prayed for them, and then they began to dream. Like, then they came back to the next session the next day, and they were just amazed. At, you know, that you could just say a prayer or just be willing to recall your dreams again rather than being afraid. And there's a lot of people who have night terrors there are people who have some really lucid dreaming that seems so real that they don't they just rather that part of their life be shut down because you you really i'm not going to say you don't have control because we can talk about that we can talk about how to change your dreams but that's why i thought we could kind of go down that avenue what do you think well you know i, I think talking about not dreaming is important. There's a lot of people who don't feel like they do dream. And I do remember the situation you were talking about with a person. One of the things, there's a number of things that can shut down dreaming. One of the things is just deciding I'm not going to dream again. Yeah. Well, you were talking about control. We do have control. We can shut down our dream life. And then sometimes we forget we shut it down. Right. And then we don't understand why we aren't dreaming. Like perhaps we made a choice or kind of like this, we just make this vow that I hope I never dream again or I'd just rather never have a dream again or I'm never dreaming again. or I, You know, you just don't realize how much that we have control over those issues. Well, it's true. And sometimes there are good reasons why people shut down their dreams. I mean, you know, when your life is being devastated by night terrors mm-hmm. con- consistently over and over again, the enemy is pounding you with these nightmares and night terrors. I mean, it could be very tempted just to say, I don't want to dream at all. Well, I was tempted to say a minute ago that we have no control over it. That's not necessarily true, and we can talk about that in a little while. We can talk about a friend of ours who, you know, taught their child, you know, you have power in dreams, you know. Um, 
But a lot of times it has to deal with we maybe we don't know who we are or we don't have the don't know who our creator is and we don't realize how much authority that we walk in or have the ability or potential to walk in when we take authority. Yeah, and and when you think about particularly the night terror concept, that's easily overcomable, but it has to be something we make a decision to overcome that we go to God, our creator and get his help. Right. And and really, when you think about it, most of the people who shut down their dream life, particularly those whose dreams have come under attack from night terrors and nightmares, uh, most of the people who shut their dream life down that way have a gift to hear in the realm of dreaming. Yeah. It, it's, it's a way their creator is wanting to speak to them. And our adversary, our enemy, has decided to preempt that ability to hear and shut it down and close off that realm of gifting, that that place where they should be able to be secure and uh, be filled with hope and opportunity has been corrupted and filled up with darkness mm-hmm. and doubt. I, I think many times, too, as we're learning about or we're growing spiritually, like you said, and our, our enemy, our adversary, comes in and he 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 comes in to to uh, prevent us from possibly uh, growing more or understanding more, and then we gain more authority, more wisdom as we do that. Um, but I believe my Creator, He says He raises a standard. You know, He He prevents that from happening. So, or can prevent it if we will allow Him to, and if we understand who our creator is. Right. And, and and it's one of those places where, you know, I could suggest things to do to prevent that, you know, instead of shutting down dream life, yeah. there are things you can do to take authority over your night season. Right. Um, that helps not just with nightmares and night terrors, but also with just lack of peace. That's yeah. another thing that shuts down our dream life. We're full of turmoil. Yeah. We just have so much stuff going on around us. We feel overwhelmed. We feel things are beyond our control. And we get caught up in this idea that it's just too much and our mind races yeah. when we lay down at night. And we just can't calm it to a place of peace before we go to sleep. And so our spirit's still in turmoil yeah. as we enter into that sleep time. That'll shut down our dream life as well. I have noticed for me, and I'm just sharing my personal experience, one of the things that gives me strength is reading scriptures. And so if I find that if I'm if I'm too much into myself, into my flesh, into allowing fear to come in and enter into my life, I tend to have those soulless dreams. Not always necessarily really horrible, but I can think of two that were negative in the last couple of weeks, maybe even three. And again, I'm still wrestling with you know, this um, some, some things we're going through. And, and so if I will stay in a place of peace, and if I let my focus be where, where it needs to be, which is on my creator and who he is and the power that he has, my dreams are more palatable, I guess I could say, well, yeah, more because- teachable to me, even if they're not always 100% positive. Sometimes there's something that's, being taught to me that may be hard for me, but that doesn't mean it's not positive. Well, there's I, still hope. There is hope. There's still hope. Yeah. And, and I think that's what we're talking about. We're talking about dreams being shut down. It's not just about not having dreams at all, but it's also about dreams that weigh on us 
or that cause despair or fear or anxiety, not just night terrors. Sometimes it's just a normal dream that propels the weight of the day forward as well. Those are often those soul dreams we talked about last week. But, you know, let me just make a suggestion, particularly for kids, because kids are the ones who most often just want to shut their dreams down when they're being bombarded with uh, those night terrors and night nightmares. Uh, but it works for everybody, and I'm coming at this from, you know, as a believer, as a Christian, I'm coming at this from a Christian perspective. But I see it work, and I've actually seen people who are not Christians use this same concept and follow these same principles and their dream life be restored in the same way. So so what I would suggest to people is to get a, um, a CD or an MP3 or a digital copy of the Bible uh, on cassette, particularly things like Psalms, the Gospels, um, Proverbs, uh, the the books of the Holy Bible that are just just good solid uh, encouraging books. I don't necessarily not lamentations, not lamentations, <laughs> not revelation. You know, the, I don't suggest those. Maybe yeah. not Job, right? Know. But but those, it's not that those are bad. No, no, it's just for what you're trying to do. They don't set the same tone, right? And so, what you want to do is when you go to bed at night, or when your children go to bed at night, you turn that CD, MP3, digital copy, something that will repeat and play over and over again through the night. You turn Mm -hmm. it on and let it play through the night. The biggest mistake people make is they turn the volume up so loud so they can, you know, I need to be able to hear it. So they turn the volume up real loud, and it keeps them from going to sleep, and then they lack peace. They're still dealing with the same kind of issues because they can't get to sleep. They're anxious over not being able to go to sleep. So what you do is you turn the volume down really, really low, and what you want to do is have that volume at such a level that you have to strain to listen to it. You have to really focus your attention on hearing what the words are. And what you're expecting to happen is that as you get tired, your mind will wander and you'll call your attention back to that scripture being read. And it'll wander and you'll call your attention back until you just fall asleep. And you're training your spirit. You're training your spirit to listen and pay attention to the word, to the scripture that's being read. And as you do that, it's speaking life into you. And it's setting the tone for the evening. It's setting a tone of peace, and it's setting a tone of safety. And your spirit's not going to sleep anyway. It's going to continue to hear those words through the course of the night. And your spirit's attention is going to stay focused on that through the night. And it's going to open you up to receiving dreams from God instead of dreams from your soul or from your enemy. And it's an amazing way that works. I don't think I've ever had somebody tell me they were struggling with nightmares in particular who used that principle, believer, Christian, or non-Christian. I don't think I've ever had a person who used that principle come back and say, oh, it didn't work. I still had all kinds of nightmares. Now, they may have a nightmare here and there, but -hmm. particularly those that were really plaguing them are cut off by that. It's interesting that you say MP3 or or, uh, whatever, uh, listening to it on a digital copy. Your dad, 40 years ago, 35 years ago, is the one who's recommending this, only I had it all on cassette. You know, there were probably people doing it on eight track. Or, or, oh, I was so grateful when it came out on CDs, and I could listen to it on CDs for the longest time. You know, I can remember I struggled with some things uh, early on, but uh, I think because maybe my my uh, slant towards certain spiritual gifts, some giftings, and 
I I remember having this experience where something really dark came into I was kind of dreaming or I was in a sleeping state and you know something came in and said I have you and it was wrapping its arms around me and I can remember just being terrified and it was my first experience you know of being exposed to things uh, that were just not your traditional church type setting I was really learning about spiritual giftings and what our strengths are and just just I guess walking more in power with God whereas I just I knew God and I knew who he was but I just didn't really understand the fullness of who he was and I'm not saying I fully understand that now I'm still learning but it was just a new uh, growth time for me. But the enemy wanted to shut that down. And I can remember thinking, oh, my, I didn't even want to go to sleep the next night. It was so, now I can remember in the dream saying, you know, trying to say, Satan, get behind me. You know, that was the only thing I could think of. And so, you know, I, I'm thankful for that. But, you know, I, I really still didn't understand the authority that I had. I can uh, remember the time you were dealing with some of that <laughs> after we were married. Did we have to go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You were trying to talk to him, Tiff. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. It was you one of those. Get it out. I couldn't. It was one. I knew you were going to go there. I, I was know, giving so you awesome. a look. I was giving you the look. That like, look don't just encourage me. Talk about Nathan. You know, so. Michael. But you were asleep, and that, that's that's a that's a topic. <laughs> it is about. a topic. Your voice was somewhat paralyzed in your sleep. Yes, I was. Have you, you were dreaming? And you have you ever out, been in a dream where you could not speak? Yes, and that's and you a were part of that desperate. battle. Yes, and that sometimes shuts us down from dreaming because we don't have. We feel like we don't have control over it. Is that really it's what you really want to talk about? That or you really just want to make fun of me? <laughs> Well, I really so Michael like and I had only been married so. like maybe a few weeks, and I had this dream where Satan had come into my dream, and I was trying to take authority over the enemy. And I, I knew that if I could just say, Satan, get behind me, if I could just say those words. You were very religious then. Too. I'm still religious. Satan, get behind me. If I could say it in the King James Version, yeah. But I was thinking if I could just say those words, it would it would flee. So, but I couldn't talk. So but I was I trying you. so hard, and I was, I was saying, "Hey, and. oh, it was far worse than that. <laughs> yeah, far worse. It was bad. But I kept saying that over and over again until I finally was released, and I screamed, "Satan, get behind me!" <laughs> and you were like, "Oh my goodness, this yeah. girl screaming Satan in the middle of the night." We don't. It's interesting because that's some of the battles. Just like dreams shut down, mm -hmm. those warfare kind of dreams, those dreams that are designed to shut our dreams down, yeah, are, are places we have to learn to take authority even within the dream. But, you know, there's a lot of the church that struggles with that. I was talking to a young man today, uh, just earlier today, who was talking about the fact that... Uh, we, we were interpreting some dreams, and he was asking me what method I used. Was it Freudian? And, and I said, no, no, it's ancient Hebraic. It's much more spiritual. He was thrilled because he, he didn't like Freud in the psychological view of, of dreams and things. But we got into discussion, and he was a very spiritual person, very interested in, in that warfare kind of stuff and in, in spiritual experiences. But, but it turned out... He had gone away different from me, not in Christianity, but because the church couldn't understand the spirituality. And there was nobody to help him uh, learn to walk in a deeper spiritual walk, which is what dreams often are about. Right. And, and when there's not somebody there to help, 
we can tend to shut down. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful for your dad helped me out. You know, he's the one who said, hey, play this CD at night. And I can remember, Michael, waking up sometimes like at 3 a.m. in the morning. And my first thought was fear, right? Oh. Yeah. And then my second thought was, I hear the word. And I was not afraid anymore because I knew there was power there. I knew there was love there. And more than anything, I knew there was love. I felt comfort from my creator. And so that's what we want to encourage people to do, isn't it? Is to take hold of that. And to also, it's funny that you meant, not funny, but right before you said, let's talk about children. You know, that's where the the enemy wants to come in and shut down that, that um, spiritual side of our growth. And so... Um, if we can get the if if the enemy can get the children to shut down, then he's 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 got a foothold on them. You know, he's got something that prevents them from moving forward and growing, maybe in an area that they just don't even want to mess with because it, it was scary it for was them. Scary for them. And or another reason is we, you know, as parents, and I think this is a place the church in the Christian world has failed. As parents and as church, we tend to say to those kids. Their spirituality is not real. It's all make-believe. And so now they don't put any stock in it anymore. Uh, you know, take, for example, not just dreams, but spiritual experiences. We, you know, a kid comes running into mom and dad's bedroom and says, there's a monster under my bed. What's the natural response to that? There's not a monster under your bed. That's all your imagination. Yeah. You're making it up. It's not true. There's no such thing as monsters. Yet clearly the scripture tells us in as Christians, the scripture is telling us there are demonic entities out to attack and battle us. What if it wasn't a monster, but it was a demonic being? Mm-hmm. Instead of teaching the child to take authority over it, we just taught them to ignore it. It's not real. Same thing can be true in reverse. Uh, godly spiritual beings that show up to help and support. Oh, that's just your imagination. Mm-hmm. And, and, I had a nightmare. Well, you know, those things aren't real instead of taking authority over it. Or I had this amazing dream. Isn't his imagination or her imagination just amazing? Instead of digging into the spiritual nature of what's going on and encouraging our kids to be spiritual, yeah, to pursue the warfare. Instead of saying that monster under the bed's imagination, why not take authority over it and command it to go? Right. Instead of saying, well, that dream was just a a beautiful imagination, why not look to interpret it and understand what God may be saying? But we don't do that as a whole. I think that's improving, but we don't do that as a whole. And so we sort of set the tone that if you want to be spiritual, do it anywhere but the church. Yeah. I, I Looking back, you know, I can think of a recurring dream that I used to have when I was younger. Um, even even as I got a little older, even uh, probably into my twenties, I don't dream it anymore. But I would dream that uh, a, a gorilla was after me, <laughs> a big, you know, hairy gorilla. And they're fine in the zoo as long as they're back behind a, you know, a barricade. But yeah. you know, the thought of being next to a silverback. That's well, what it to, was, a silverback gorilla. And to this day, you won't watch movies like Planet of the Apes or something because uh, you don't like gorillas. So I, 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 that dream, those dreams had impact on you that is still yeah, lasting. That's funny you said that. I hadn't even thought about that. That's, I guess, yeah, especially the ones, wasn't there one movie where they were white gorillas? And, boy, that one scared me even more. They had, they were like 
white color down in South America. Do you remember that one? Was that uh, some kind of gorilla? It's maybe like a Congo or something. I don't yeah. Know, something. Oh my goodness. Uh, no, I I don't do those you well. Don't do and you know, I, I've chosen for, honestly for me. I have chosen not to watch certain things. Well, because there's a door that's open yeah. to you that yeah. gorillas in your dream were a place the enemy used to create terror and right. to create nightmares. Right. And so you choose to keep that door closed right. by not pursuing or not putting yourself into a place of watching movies that would stir up those memories. I, and that's a great thing for people to understand. Yeah. If people want to play shoot 'em up kill 'em video games right before they go to bed, <laughs> And then they have dreams about people getting shot up and killed. Yeah. What are they expecting? If they love right. going to horror movies. I was just going to say. Then why do they think I w- shouldn't have a nightmare? There are things we can do in the natural to close down those attacks on our dream life as well that shut our dream well, life Well, that's down. what I was just going to say. You know, I, I and, have and, and chosen. Listen, I'm not saying that people should never, ever watch a horror movie or something like that. I just want to be clear. But there's wisdom in you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of horror movies, so you know. But you're not you're not putting plug right, in for horror movies. I'm not putting movies. a plug in for them. I'm not saying that you should never ever watch them. I, that's an individual choice, but you use wisdom in that choice. And I think everybody has to look at their life and go, okay, what what does why am I watching it? You know, what is the purpose in it? For me, I'm just saying, you know, there have been times like even we go to the movies maybe with our family, and we'll be sitting down to watch the movie in the theater. And a preview will come on for a movie that involves a lot of witchcraft or demonic things. And you know, Michael, I close my eyes and I just begin to pray. And I plug my ears up because I choose not to allow that to enter into my 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 soul, my spirit man. I, I choose to protect it uh, by choice. I mean, look, it's not me. I have no power, but... Through my creator, I, I choose to uh, let, I would rather let light penetrate me. And and see, there's two different ways we approach that. You choose to close your eyes, just keep it out in full. And at other times, I'm put, in, I'm put in situations where I can't do that. I know. And I trust and have confidence that it doesn't. Both are correct ways of doing it. Well, that's, why, that's one of the reasons why you said don't. I, I'm not going to say you should never watch a, a certain film. or That's true of music. It's true of being around people uh, maybe who we may not use the same language as them sometimes. But it doesn't mean that we uh, totally seclude ourselves from them and cut ourselves off. We feel like we have something... To give away, right, and um, hopefully the light that is within us will will exude from us, and other people will be attracted to the light that is in us. And if they are, that's great, you know. Well, and whether it's us or anybody else, those things affect your dream life. They do, and they can they can affect it to a level to which it shuts down. Right, and so you can cut those things off. Right, and be opening the door back up to your dream life. If you constantly dream horror movie style dreams and you make a habit of watching horror movies, one of the ways to get your dream life back is to stop watching the horror movies. It is. And, and that's not saying, I, you know, again, I have my personal feelings, mm-hmm. but that's not saying to you, you're terrible for watching a horror movie. That's saying, which is more important having the, entertainment with my little air quotes going on mm-hmm. of the horror movie or having a dream life that's full of hope and life. 
There, yeah. There's a distinction there. You make a choice in it. And, I, you know, we may get a lot of response to this particular episode. I didn't even realize how far we were going to go and how far we were going to talk about things. Not that I, I don't want to talk about it, but it's like it's a lot to open up yeah. and to think about. And I think about, you know, again, it is definitely you're – you you are responsible, and you answer for you. It's true. And I have people who, and they may even list this episode and get upset, who think I should take the position that I should tell people, for example, do not watch a horror movie. Right. My preference is to tell people, here's the harm that can be done. Here's how you could be in the dream context. Here's how you could be affecting your dream life. Now, you make a choice of what you do, because it's far more important to me to see someone choose what's best for them than for me to impose on them what I think they ought to do. And and if they choose to make that difference, and particularly as we talking, we're talking here in the dream world, dream life uh, uh, context, if they choose to make that to change, that difference, that's going to open up their dream life far more than me imposing a change on them because there's going to be a bit of a resentment mm-hmm. to the imposition of that change. Mm-hmm. And they're going to just going to move from the hindrance to their dream life being, for example, the horror movie or the whatever else it may be. Uh, for other people, it might be alcohol consumption or, or even prescription or illegal drug use or any of those things that mm-hmm. they can change the habit from that can affect negatively the dream life. If I've imposed a change on them, the resentment is just going to take the place of the habit that was hindering their dream life. Mm -hmm. And now the resentment will hinder their dream life. Well, I even think about, you know, we pastored for almost 20 years and been in ministry for many years. And, uh, you know, we were raising our children in a, in a very strong Christian environment. And I'm I'm on the other side of them coming through their teenage years. And, uh, you know, you can't change things. You know, things have already, you can't, what do you say, unring the bell. However, you know, if I could say anything to anyone, it would be to encourage people in their journey, not tell them what they should do and what they have to do. But there's, um, a, in the book of Deuteronomy, it says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. It doesn't say tell a child what he should do, and he, you know, and don't let him touch this or that. It, it's Teach it's him training to make the right them, choices. right? And I, there was, I, I think, a better choice possibly for me to have probably told my children, um, "Look, I'm I'm not fond of what." You you know you're wanting to watch because your friends watch it, and I'm not saying you could just let them watch anything you want to. Right. But there were some things that were just like, uh, maybe it would have been better for me to sit down with them and let them watch it with me, and then us go, okay, what in that? It's probably not good. What can we learn from that? Well, you see, know, that- so that we're teaching. We're not saying it's. If you try to make it so mysterious, mysterious and hidden. And forbidden, sometimes that pushes people in the total. And I'm not saying that, look, everybody had, again, you answer for you, you know, but. um, Well, what you're doing is you're saying, let's take this opportunity for a life lesson. And in our context today, if those shows were hindering your dream life, 
and we can look at why and how they were, and you make a choice not to watch it, you've made a lifetime decision that's going to open up your dream world instead of a temporary decision that's going to come back and end up not being helpful because of the way you approach it or the rebellion that comes out of it or the frustration or whatever it might be. So I'm always for the life lesson, not the immediate solution, but the life lesson. And I think that works wonderfully when it comes to restoring dream life. You want to restore your dream life permanently. If you've, your dream life has been shut down through night terrors or through drug abuse or alcohol addictions or through watching horror movies or through turmoil and tension of your day and just not having peace, make life decisions that address that so that your dream life comes alive for the rest of your life. Don't just go for the temporary fix of, well, I'm going to do this because somebody told me I needed to so I can get a dream tomorrow. No, look to the long term that brings life back to your dream life. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so. You were talking about, uh, you were mentioning a little while ago, you said there's some steps you can take to open back up. Now, were you going to go further into that, or were you just saying the CDs? Well, the CDs and things are the MP3s. (laughs) Right. That's the big thing for opening up dreams when when they've been shut down through night terrors or when you're having consistent night terrors and wanting to deal with them. You know, our time's up for this week, but that's a great thing that we can talk about in the future is how do we enhance our dream life? How do, we, how do we open that realm up even more? What are the things we can do to cooperate with the process of right. a dream life? So that's a great topic for yeah. the future. And so. we like to keep a healthy balance. We're not saying everybody needs to dream 100% of the time and have an interpretation 100% of the time that you live by it and that's all you do. No, but, so we, we but want to find a healthy balance. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all the time we've got today. We've run out to the end of our time. So let me just remind you again how important it is and how valuable it is to us when you comment, when you uh, listen and share, when you uh, rate us on the podcasting services, things like that. Those are awesome uh, things for us. You can also visit us at www.mydreamstories.com. And uh, you can, you know, a lot of times you can get a dream interpreted there on the forum. Our students uh, work on that regularly now. Uh, but if, if, if you just drop out there, give us a comment, let us know on Facebook, whatever it is, let us know you're listening. If you want to help support us financially, click one of the donate buttons on one of those places. Uh, we really appreciate it. We really love your feedback and we love your questions. They give us topics to cover in the future. Yes, absolutely. So we would love to hear from you in those many ways, but our time is gone. So as I say, always at the end of these episodes, Until next time, keep dreaming.